the industry is changing all the time. There's no kind of set ladder, if you will, of where you can end up. It's not so much about what's my next title. It's if I do move role, what's the new skills I can learn? And I think that's becoming more and more important these days. I think the problem is that burnout has become an acceptable term in society and it shouldn't be. I've always been a big believer of, of the well done. Definitely. I mean, especially because it kind of breaks with the Irish tradition of, you know, if you've done something well at work, you get people looking at you like, who do you think you are? Like, If an employee feels they're in a happy, positive environment... I mean, that's going to improve productivity. Hello and welcome to The Workshop, the podcast where we talk about all things related to work and working culture in Ireland. I'll be your host, Carl Kinsella. This week, we're going to be talking about changing up your career, how important it is to be in the right job and how to build a good workplace culture, why it matters and the difference it makes to the bottom line. Later on our panel, I'll be talking to Carolyn Feely from one of Ireland's most successful companies, VoxPro. But first of all, let's say hello to our first panel. I'm joined again by Chris Pay, the general manager of Jobs.ie, and Ashlyn Mahan, who is also a general manager from Huckletree, which is a friendly co-working space to meet other ambitious entrepreneurs, startups and remote workers. Ashlyn is also a co-director of Startup Grind, which hosts monthly startup events to teach, inspire and connect entrepreneurs. So Ashlyn, you started off as a sales rep in Brown Thomas. So what were the like key milestones in your career path so far? First of all, I love that description of Huckletree. Friendly, very good. That's definitely what we strive uh, to be. So that's really nice to hear. And that's definitely not in my uh, standard intro line. Um, so yeah, I graduated college nine years ago, I think. Um, so it was the year of the recession. So arguably um, one of the worst times to graduate in recent times. And I studied commerce in French, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but knew I didn't want to go down the big four route. So decided to take a year out and um, yeah, went to work as a personal shopper in Brown Thomas and really, really enjoyed it. And I think it what was really great about that experience was um, it taught me how to sell uh, a dress for four grand in the recession. So obviously building really solid sales skills right at the beginning of, of my career, which I think is really important for anyone. Um, so from there, I decided to go back to college. I studied at Smurfit for a year, which was an amazing investment. Um, knew that I wanted to work with early stage businesses. So I ended up joining Enterprise Ireland, which is the government agency that backs Irish startups who are looking at export markets. And I moved to London to work for them. And then from there, um, I've kind of worked for a couple of different startup companies and then eventually finishing up at um, Huckletree. Um, not finishing up, ending up at, <laughs> at Huckletree, um, where, as, as you said, we um, we support the growth of early stage companies in Ireland. So did you find actually is it better to have like a set plan for your career because obviously you worked a couple of different places Mm -hmm. so is it better to try to plan it out and not deviate from the path or did you feel like going with the flow was the best way for you so that's a very binary question I think so it's kind of I guess somewhere in between Um, I know what kind of work I enjoy and what I find meaningful and what I'm passionate about so um, I am very aware of what makes me happy and, and what you know, doesn't make me happy. So um, I think my niche is definitely with early stage companies and um, that's kind of the theme that's woven itself throughout my career. Um, So 
I do think it's it's good to have a plan. I mean, obviously you need to have a plan if you're in certain disciplines, but when you're in startup land, it's not as kind of concrete as that. You might have a sector that you really want to work in or you might have a title that you strive towards, but because the the industry is changing all the time, there's no kind of set ladder, if you will, of where you can... um, where you can end up. I get what you mean. And Chris, like from the job side of your perspective, what you see on the site, do you find that most people are kind of in that same boat? It's a bit more fluid or are yeah. people just going from similar position to similar position? I don't think so. I like, I don't know how many people want to continue to move sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not necessarily always about moving up, but uh, I've noticed a, a trend uh, that people, especially uh, younger people who maybe have come out of college in the last 10 years have realised you're, you're not going to finish work unfortunately when you're 50 or 55, there is maybe not even 65 and people now want to have better skills so they're more interested in it's not so much about what's my next title, it's if I do move role what's the new skills I can learn mm-hmm. and I think that's becoming more and more important these days and do you find that like is there time for people who are currently employed if they want to not move sideways if they want to learn new skills and move into a different field is there time for those people to learn those new skills while they're employed like is that a challenge that is people are dealing with I would think it's a huge challenge to be fair if you're if you're in a, if you're in full-time employment trying to find a whole new skill is difficult but if if that's what makes you happy yeah. at the end of the day you know if if going to college for three hours a night for three years uh, is going to help you move into a different area I've seen it a lot actually because you know we've got quite a lot of salespeople and uh, the odd time uh, someone would put their hand up and say do you know what I've really enjoyed what I've done here I've learned a lot but I'm thinking of going to do accountancy and actually as a business we've been very good at about saying well we can actually help you through that because we can give you some of your placements and stuff here so we've got a few examples of that so it's it's hugely difficult but it definitely can be done Totally yeah. and you know people talk a lot these days about like work-life balance but obviously Ashlyn you're mentioning how important passion is in your career yep. so is the fact that people actually do need to be in the right job to be kind of happy these days it's not about having a job you hate but having enough time at home that you balance it out it's about having peace in both uh, fronts you would imagine yeah I, I don't really see work life and personal life as being separate um, and I guess I'm quite lucky in that way um, I think it's really important to love what you do and in that way you end up spending more time doing it and everything you do ends up kind of ultimately contributing to your you know nine to five your Monday to Friday Um, and at Huggletree we're big believers in that so we have most people have been able to bring in their their passion project um, to to Huckletree so literally within the four walls so a good example um, I'm also a yoga teacher and we have a studio in Huckletree and I teach there so um, that creates a really nice environment amongst our members so I see them you know day to day working on their businesses and then I also have you know teach them yoga so it's just a really yeah, yeah. special relationship and we've got a solid crew and it's really helped them with their stress management so that's yeah that's what I, I don't really see a divide it's really important to have work-life balance of course um, but I see that being kind of the the digital divide so not being on your laptop all the time not answering emails all the time but maybe working on something that is complementary to your job and actually either of you could kind of jump in on this one but as time goes on do you think for example you know yoga is a very popular thing among mm-hmm. kind of startups and stuff is it going to become essential for companies to offer these things to their employees 
you know, before long. I think that's really difficult to say it, it will it become essential because for smaller businesses that is really difficult um, mm-hmm. but you can do other things you know looking after people's mental health and well-being it, you know I think it was IBEX HR update in 2017 69% of people said they'd leave a business if they didn't feel that the employ, employer cared about their mental health and well-being. Mm. I'd like to have seen that 20 years ago. It, it, there's no way you would get anywhere close to that level. But it may not be, not everywhere is going to be able to offer a yoga class, but maybe maybe if you can't offer it, that you allow time off because the yoga class is 9am in the morning and you allow a, a late start or something like that because it's hugely important. And it's the same with putting a shower in the office. A very small thing like that, meaning someone can go for a run mm-hmm. at lunchtime, clear their head, something like that. I, I do think more and more we are having to move towards... A, that mental health and well-being is hugely important it's, it, and that's only a good thing yeah mm. and Ashton from your perspective you know as far as new people entering the war like say coming out of college or people looking to switch jobs say for example you know if you've got someone who works in kind of the you know more traditional companies and they maybe want to switch to a startup would you be advising these people to like keep on the lookout for kind of jobs that offer these extracurriculars like do you think it should be kind of like a deal breaker for people or do you feel like it's just kind of a nice bonus? To offer extra kind of amenities? Like well, even just from the perspective of the people who like are like looking for work, okay. should they be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to focus on making sure I find a place that has stuff like yoga? Or I think the, the culture is way more important. So um, I think the problem is that burnout has become an acceptable term in society and it shouldn't be. So I think it's more important that the company values you as a human um, through maybe your workload or, you know, as you said, um, you know, come in late on Wednesday morning because you have a yoga class or whatever. It's not always about financial, um, you know, rewards or even like you have to build a studio, of course not. But sometimes it's about encouraging people to go and take their lunch break or, you know, ensuring that they're regularly catching up with their manager. Um, So... I don't think it's it's about because it's quite unrealistic right so if you look at an early stage company they're not going to be able to offer you all the lovely things that a larger tech company could offer but if their values are in the right place then that's that's probably you know almost more important yeah and say for example if you've got someone who you know they're looking to leave their job in the new year okay and they think that they're worth more than they're being paid at their current job how is there an objective way that people can work out if they are indeed worth more like we we've salary guides and we're we're actually updating them at the mo- updating them at the moment it's a really really difficult one because mm. if you're applying for a job oftentimes the question will be what are your salary expectations yeah. and what you really want is a free type or something so you can say well I would like to be paid very fairly but it, it doesn't always work that way I, I think it's really difficult there's a lot of salary guides out there you, you shouldn't you shouldn't just place yourself in the middle because that's the right thing to do mm. if you're very strong at something then don't do it for free and and you'll know in a negotiation at the end of the day if you go into it's an it's an employee's market at the moment it's the right time to negotiate if you feel you're worth something and you're worth more than that then then go in and say it and at the end of the day if they don't agree with with the price you put on yourself then maybe that's the wrong place for you I actually think this is a good opportunity to like dispel a myth that's very common among people who I've you know has been speaking to for years people who have left college and look for work or left their current job looking for a new job is that they 
think when they're asked in an interview what are your salary expectations they think that if they say a number that's too high they'll yeah. ruin their chances is that something that a company would ever actually do they hear say say they say oh I'd like 45,000 yeah. and the company was thinking oh we're only going to give you 38,000 and that means the job's I, gone. I, I don't think so actually because you've, you've so many smaller businesses as well who mightn't recruit very often it could be every four or five years so when they are putting a salary on it and they're asking that question half the time they're benchmarking themselves they're wondering you know where are we within the marketplace and are we offering the right salary I, I would 100% say that that's not the case you you go in with what what you believe is fair but on the flip side if if you know the you know 45 is the top end of of the salary depending on experience and you go in at 60 then you're probably going to eliminate mm. yourself because you're an unreal, you're being unrealistic. Yeah. Unless they like respect your moxie, which is you know that's <laughs> a real uh, gamble to take. Yeah. Um, you know the most common resolution is to find a new job. Yeah. So you know how can individuals make that a reality in early 2019? Yeah, I think uh, I, it's preparation actually, and a lot of the time what people do is they go, I'm going to leave my job, and they update their CV and they do it very quickly. Firstly spend some time on that you know it's your first it's the first thing a, a, an employer sees at the end of the day they could be getting multiple CVs in they're not going to spend every waking moment reading your own CV so make sure that that, that you're prepared you know sign up to job alerts on the likes of jobs.ie sign yeah make make sure that you're applying for the right jobs but then take into account what's important for you and you know think about the commute so if you live in Sandyford, are you willing to commute to Santry? Or if you live in Wicklow, are you willing to commute to, to Santry? I'm saying that because my sister lives in Wicklow and commutes to Santry. I think it's bonkers. I wouldn't do that, but she's willing to do that. So don't apply for every job. Look for the ones that are right for you and just really take your time and be prepared. But, you know, at the end of the day, January kind of 9th will be one of our busiest days on the site. And we see it all the time. It's that kind of second or third um, Monday in in the month of January where everyone just goes oh my god what 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 am I still doing here and I need my life goals are changing and uh, so it, it's a great time to look for a job because employers also know that so yeah. it's a really busy time on Job City for example Right okay and Ashlyn as far as like startup grind can that help people kind of connect with new obviously it's a you know you connect entrepreneurs mm-hmm. you connect startups so anyone who's looking for something new would you guys be able to help out is that is that part of the, the aim um, so so first of all just uh, on the back of that I would also say to candidates there's no such thing as being too eager I'm often so shocked at the lack of effort people sometimes mm-hmm. go to um, and the reason why we hired our, our most recent um, team member in, in Dublin was because he rang me because he hadn't heard back from me so as a, as a manager as a hiring manager you're so busy you do miss CVs mm-hmm. so the people that make an effort really really stand out and I was so impressed that in this day and age someone actually rang me you know tracked down my mobile number Um, there's literally no such thing as being too eager and I'm always shocked at the amount of young people who say oh you know I haven't heard back Um, I emailed two weeks ago so have yeah. you called Stuck down the even? You know, Irish attitude it's literally just down like, the road yeah. have you have you tried to even you know come across this person um or or I picked up the phone it just it blows my mind and this kind of sense of entitlement Mm. um, you're not entitled to anything you know you have to work hard to get something so 
stand out. Anyway, uh, back back to your question. Um, Startup Grind. So Startup Grind, um, as you said, so we're a global community of entrepreneurs and we meet in over 300 countries, um, world or cities, sorry, worldwide um, once a month. So it's a fantastic network to tap into if you're looking at, at startup companies. So um, back before I was involved in Startup Grind, it was the only networking event I would go to every month because the calibre of people that come are really, really quite high. Um, and you have to commit an evening to this event. So it's two and a half hours. You sit, you learn from a founder for an hour and then there's really good networking after. So the people that come aren't the kind of people who would just be popping in for five minutes and then leave. They're really invested. So... I've seen, you know, loads of kind of relationships start, um, jobs happening, investment happening all through this group. And we've got a really, really nice group of people now in, in Dublin that come every month. And I really look forward to the catch ups. So, yes, 100 percent go where other startup companies are. That's a no brainer. And if you see the person um who's running the company you've applied for a job in, go and say hi and introduce yourself. You know, you're not going to lose anything by doing that. If anything, it's just going to stand to you even more. Cool. So just to, we're running out of time now. So to end with a question that's kind of on the theme of the episode, I would just ask you, Ashlyn, what would be the key sign for someone that they should leave their job and find a new one? Like what, 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 what is the moment when you're sitting at your desk? <gasps> what, what is the moment of clarity that makes you realise it's time to move on? I've never really had that feeling um, but I would say if you're not excited maybe about the the vision of the company you're working for it's really unrealistic to think you're going to hop out of bed every morning and just go in and be like yes going to take this day so <laughs> excited there's a difference between that and dreading going into work mm-hmm. so I can really confidently say that since working for Huckle Tree and before working for Web Summit I never really had the fear on a Sunday night whereas I have lots of friends who literally dread getting up on a Monday morning and I would say if you're feeling that most days that's probably a bad sign right what do you think Chris yeah I have to say I'd agree with that I, I think the fear is for after Saturday night it's not for before <laughs> Sunday mornings so it's 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 important I have to say I, I've been I've been with the same company since since I left college it's wow. 12 years nearly and I still do love what I do and I think that's that's important and it's the culture that was created way before I started and that's what I like and I like getting up and going do, do I get up every morning uh, really excited for work <laughs> of course I do no I, <laughs> but, but for the most part I, I love going into to, to work and the, the, if, you, if you start to lose that going back to what you mm. said work life ba- you, you, you can't it's not always about about loving every day but it's it's so important that that you are very happy there's no divide between work and home life anymore and it's really important that you are happy in work Okay, That's well, I think we'll, we'll finish on that sage advice that the fear is for Sunday mornings, not Sunday nights. <laughs> really, really, really like that. Right, unfortunately, we have run out of time now for panel one. Ashlyn, I'd like to say thank you very much for joining us today. I think we've all learned some very, very valuable pieces of information by talking to you. Now we're going to move on to panel two. You're listening to The Workshop, brought to you by jobs.ie. Joining us now in studio for our second part of the show is Carolyn Feely, who's a data integration engineer from VoxPro in Cork. VoxPro powers the customer's operation of some of the world's most iconic global brands such as Airbnb, Google and Robinhood. Headquartered in Cork, VoxPro has offices in Dublin, San Francisco and Folsom in California, the Philippines, Romania and Latin America. 
Carolyn is going to be talking to us about what it takes to build a good workplace culture, why it matters, and the difference it makes to the bottom line. Before we get to the panel, though, we're going to switch it up, do something a little bit different this time around. We're, we're going to do a quick fire round, uh, which was the idea of our producer, Imer O'Grady. <laughs> and uh, so we're just going to go through 10 real quick fire questions, multiple choice kind of thing, and see how you guys get on, okay? So... We're going to start with a question here. So which famous person said this quote? Never get too busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Was it A, Mary Robinson, B, Dolly Parton, or C, Kim Kardashian? Oh, my God. What do you reckon? What do you reckon, guys? My knowledge of Kim Kardashian is terrible. How's your knowledge of Dolly Parton? Uh, Pretty good. (laughs) I actually love Dolly Parton. And Dolly Parton is the correct answer, which is, you know, uh, and I didn't even pick the question. So, wow. This has got a true or false one. Martin Luther King died when he was 39, but an autopsy found that he had the heart of a 60-year-old from stress. True or false? Hmm. I'm going false there. I'm going to go true. Just so it, is, it, is, it is true. It is true. So, <laughs> Carolyn is in the lead, Chris. Oh, no one said it was actually a competition. <laughs> oh, oh, now oh, it is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a competition. It's a competition. <laughs> Uh, so which are, oh this, this is a good one for you which are the two most common months that people look for jobs is it A January September B June July or C February July should I let Carolyn yeah Carolyn I think I'm going to go with February and July I'm going to go January and September oh you're correct Chris that's one of you have an unfair that would have been that's very a, very embarrassing <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, let's see what else we've got here. A song, a song called Weightless by Macaroni Union has been proven to reduce anxiety by 65%. True or false? <laughs> true. Uh, uh, false. Oh, it's true, it's true. Oh, I'm on the lead. If you, if, you, if you end up losing because you're ejected from the show, it's like <laughs> weakest link, you're just gone. Uh, okay, um, let's see. Uh... Okay, fine. We'll we'll make this the last question. So, true or false? There's a farm in upstate New York that offers ninety minutes therapy sessions with cows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's false, <laughs> Carolyn. True. True. Three one. That's the final score. You lost, Chris. What? what? So, right, supposedly, this mountain house farm in the Finger Lakes region of upstate New York. Supposedly, their higher body temperatures can help people feel warmer, calmer, and more relaxed. Which I totally buy because I think cows are very calming. What, what do, you, do you hug them or I think you just spend you time just, with the cows? Or maybe like the cows are like qualified counselors. Yeah. Uh, maybe they've been to college. I don't know. But like, I feel like that's definitely something we could bring in Ireland. Like, we definitely have enough cows for that. But I don't know if they need they to. Could listeners yeah oh totally I'd say cows are very good listeners when you look in their face like because their eyes are very wide I think they're very patient and serene Um, (laughs) which I guess is not the point of this podcast so let's talk about jobs and work and stuff and less about cows (laughs) as much as I would like to continue to talk about cows so um, Carolyn what do you do in Voxpro to build a workplace culture or a healthy a good workplace culture very good question. Um, I suppose for Voxpro, like most modern workplaces, culture is, is incredibly important. And in terms of, say, specific stuff that you've got, say, down in the offices in Cork, is there a lot in the office that can, you know, 
the health well-being of the employees you know is there a lot of kind of amenities or whatever oh that? absolutely um, I think the first thing is like our, I suppose our, our um, health and well-being programme was um, first defined to by the employees themselves was to understand what were the gaps that the employees were feeling what the employees actually need um, to help them you know have a better work environment um, we look at things such as um, exercise nutrition me- me- mental health is a huge aspect um, and having fun is important too. So we have programmes we have um, GPs on site uh, twice a week we have um, a full time nurse in the building, um, we even have a mental health team um, within the building at all times we have a quarterly well fest, so this is where we have a well being festival um, every quarter based on a different topic, I mean one quarter could be based on mental health, the next quarter be on, you know, nutrition. We'll get speakers into the into the company that will try and I suppose guide the employees, give them more knowledge, um, educate them. So we have all these programs um within the company that um is part of our wellbeing program, which is beneficial to the employer and beneficial to the, to the employee and alongside benefits the customer. It sounds brilliant. What kind of feedback do you get from the employees on these kind of programs? Oh, I think it, it's really encouraging to the, for the employees because they feel like, you know, Voxbro is investing in them as as people. You know, by by providing these programs, they feel like they they are they're being invested in as people themselves. You know, obviously, everybody wants to do a good job. Everybody wants to be productive. Everybody wants to you know grow and evolve in the company. But like sometimes you need a little help with that. So you know, if you are suffering from a little bit of stress in the workplace, you know, to know that the company is there to help you, that there is um, programs in place that can guide and you know avoid you know, stress getting out of control or, you know, having on-site nurses, a GP on-site, all these really make the um, employee feel that, you know, Foxpro has their back, as such you like. And Chris, we uh, we talked earlier on about how these things, they're fantastic uh, services to provide, but obviously some small businesses, it's, yeah. a, it's a bit more challenging if you don't have the budget. But at the same time, obviously, from the employee point point of view, there is probably very little that's more important than mental health. As you were quoting earlier on, that seventy mm. percent of people might switch jobs; they didn't feel like their mental health was taken care of. So, I suppose just what I'd ask is, when it comes to small businesses, what are the steps they can take to make sure that mental health isn't something that's being compromised? Yeah, I think I think for smaller businesses, it obviously it's probably more difficult for them to have something like a well fest and stuff every quarter. I have to say, like Foxbro have been a client of Job City for a long number of years, and 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 I can see why they recruit so successfully. Yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds like a pretty fantastic. Yeah, place even to listening work. there, I was like, yeah. my mind is just. She hasn't like, even oh. mentioned the gardens yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for for smaller businesses and and big businesses alike, one of the things that Carolyn just mentioned was was learning and development programs. Programs. And and things like that really can, you know, people start getting anxious about all sorts of things. And some of those are, oh my God, what am I going to do next? I, I need help within my career. And one of the things that small businesses can really offer is, you know, you, you have a seat almost at the top table a lot of the time and you can have some strategic input. And that can be part of your learning and development and can really help you in, in your workplace understand how important you are in a different kind of way. Outside of that, smaller businesses I think can you know it they can't they can't do what these big companies do but I think one of the important things is is start thinking about how can you help and you know 
250,000 people do some of their working week now from home, for example. You know, most of us have the ability to work from home. So if people need a day, then give it to them. If people need a late start because they have to drop the kids to school or an early finish, then work with them on that. Because if you give, I've always thought, and, and nine times out of 10, I feel I've gotten it back. If I give a little, I get a lot more back. Totally, and I think just as far as as you know, as our understanding of the importance of mental health increases, it seems just a good principle that you know, given that recruiters and employers, they expect a lot in terms of being impressed by you know candidates and and possible employees. That it's it kind of stands to reason now that through Jobs.ie, it'd be great if companies now are, are impress, trying to impress yeah. the employees as well, you know, and kind of adding these things to their pitch. And yeah, are you noticing I think, a bit I think of that? They are. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, like I've heard that that companies are almost being interviewed now, where right, because yeah. people want to know, well, you know, what's what's it going to be like for me to work here, and what's the culture going to be like? I think in this digital age, it's so easy for us to get an email on a Sunday afternoon, but you should remember that. The, someone might actually check their email on a Sunday afternoon certainly don't expect a reply you know it's 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 really important that these these smaller businesses and bigger businesses alike recognize that you know most people don't work 9 to 5 anymore people tend not to switch off so much so remember that and give a little bit more back and i definitely think most employers are now looking at it saying well what what can we offer you rather than what can you offer us. Yeah, and Carolyn, so what's your perspective on that? Like, what qualities make a company a good place to work in? Um, I suppose from a... I'm going to be able to speak from a Voxpro um, perspective. I think trust is a really important aspect. I I think people, when they come into the workplace, they want to feel trusted. They want that kind of almost safe haven. It's it's almost like when you go home and you close the door at home, you feel safe and you feel trusted. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really important quality to have in the workplace. Um, Obviously, to have the programs like, you know, the health and well-being programs, um, to have like good communication, you know, to have a happy, positive environment is hugely important. That allows for creativity within employees. It creates for like reduced stress levels. Um, So to create these, um, I suppose, these environments where people feel yes de-stressed in one sense because work the end of the day is always going to be stressful um, I think as well say in Vox Pro uh, we have programs such as uh, career development programs we have learning development programs but not just that we have um um, recognition and rewards program which is, I think is very nice so like you know everyone puts so much effort into the work it's nice for it to be appreciated and to be recognised and I think that's really a high valued um, asset for the employees that it can be recognised people can put their name forward and they'll get um, rewards that happens every quarter um, so I think that's another nice quality mm. within Voxpro Isn't there a lot to be said for well done? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like, I, I always think that sometimes, you know, so, someone doing something that you expect, but doing it well, it's okay to say well done. And it doesn't matter where you are in business, it, you know, financial reward is great, everything else is great. But actually, when you go home in the evening and you think back and someone said, that was actually a really good job, well done. 
that, that can really that the, the difference that can make I, I'm speaking personally mm. I, mm. I like a good pat on the back like yeah. everyone else so it, yeah. it's it, sometimes it, it doesn't need to be all about this financial recognition and you know rewards I think are brilliant we you know we do a lot of them as well but I've always been a big believer of, of the well done definitely I mean especially because it, it kind of breaks with the Irish tradition of you know if you've done something well at work you get people looking at you like who do you think you are like no <laughs> you your come notions. on yeah yeah come on give me some give me some kudos here but actually you made an interesting point there that I was going to ask about is that do you find as time goes on could the incentives for I mean like the traditional dynamic of work is you do your work and you get paid for it could we start to see a situation where people are actually starting to prioritise things like well-being slightly more than the paycheck so like you could have a situation where you've got one company offering say 40,000 but they're not offering any amenities in terms of mental health help or like you know the ability to work from home Mm. one day a week or whatever and then you've got someone maybe offering five grand less per year they're offering all those amenities do you think from what you guys have seen is that something employees might start responding to I think so uh, 100% think uh, if that one day a week at home you know when you take into account even travel costs or anything but if if they're being fair to you and that's how they start their relationship with you and it's 40 grand versus 35 or, or whatever it might be it's uh, for me that's actually a pretty easy decision to, to look at it and go do you know what I'll, I'll work my way up to 40 grand in this other company or whatever way it might be but I, but the fact that they care enough about you know what's in my head rather rather than what I rather than just listen aren't we paying you well I, I think it's I think it's hugely important I think in, job seekers in particular now want want, want more of a work life balance yeah, well, would you agree with that, Carolyn? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a really important aspect. Um, I think it's one of the most important as, um, aspects would be that you feel like the company that you're working for is investing in you as a person. And by providing these programmes, these wellness programmes, these, you know, nice, like, you know, relaxation areas, whatever it is within the company, I think that's just showing that you're invested as a person. I think, so tell us more about the relaxation area. I think okay. we, we all want to hear about the relaxation Everybody area. wants to hear it. So um, I suppose I'll just kind of revert back a little bit, just that we, um, we launched an innovations programme in 2015 um, where any employee that had an idea that they felt would be of benefit to the company could put this idea forward and uh, it would be um, reviewed by the leadership team and um, selected for those that would be of benefit to to the company. So um, back three years ago, David Humber was his name. He put the idea forward to build, um, started with just, there was a grass area outside the building. Let's use that, grow some fruit and veg. This was a simple idea um, and it evolved within this innovations programme to now having a large geoderm dome outside the building that's growing vegetables, fruits, plants, herbs. Outside this dome, we have this large herb pyramid that sits outside the dome. We have, in summertime, we have beanbags, we have music. (laughs) We've now also built um, a bespoke um, rotating pizza disco ball. And also oh, explain that. What is that? What's okay, a, so it's like I mean everybody knows what the average disco ball is. Yes, the shiny yeah. ball, it rotates, you've got the that. lights going all over the garden. Mm-hmm. Um but this um is actually a pizza a pizza maker so you, we, we have um, uh, facilities <laughs> to now we cook pizzas which is another lovely um part for the employee engagement. So um every team now can book a slot 
within the um, the pizza dome so it's a big thing for a Friday yeah. and the teams come out or whatever team has booked it slotted in um, you come out you have your pizzas you've got your picnic benches um, also uh, there's um, beer that's been brewed um, that's <laughs> like yeah. on, brewed on site no it's brewed with um, um, a brewery in Cork City um, so like these are just all like it was like how I, I just think it's inspiring how this little innovations idea has evolved from growing fruits and vegetables on the side of a building to this amazing, you know, area. It's, it's a well-being area. This is where employees come now. Like, you, but you can imagine you're stressing the in the office, you're stressing the environment, and you're like, let's go, let's go sit outside. You sit yeah. out in the sun. Music is playing, um, and I think it makes a, a huge, a huge difference. So I think this kind of innovation scheme, like alongside that, I actually put forward um, an innovations idea that hitty-backed off the dome. So it was called, it's called Vox Detox. So the whole idea was, so the dome was growing fruits and vegetables and they were just bringing them into the building, left in baskets for people to take home. And I was like, this seems a waste. Why, why is this not used within the company? Why, like this should be in its raw, natural form. We should be using this. So that's where the idea of um, a juice bar um, came from Brilliant. so we set up a juice bar and we have it running now full time down in Cork um, trying to you know bring in some of the fruits and veg as they're in season maybe using some of the herbs obviously there's not enough fruits and veg growing to, to feed the, the numbers down in Cork but um, we have it going full time and now people have this option instead of like reaching for the bag of crisps or for the chocolate bar mm. people run down and they get their juice they make the juice it's raw it's uncooked it's fresh it's made on the spot you make it yourself you pick up you've got your bucket um, so I think like the feedback I've got as well even from the juice bar from the dome it's like you know this is the company investing in their employees like Mm. you know this is you know building a space for their employees it's um, creating that healthy nutritious food we've done juice um, demos we've um, tried to explain the the benefits of the different ingredients and you know but that is once again like uh, employees are coming in they've got they've got um Rich, rich food, and what I really like about that is uh, you've given two ideas that were given to the to the innovation uh, leadership team, yeah. and neither of them are directly revenue generating. And I think that's that's the key thing for me, uh, bar of course the revolving pizzas, which I really need to get a video mm. of before yeah, to get my head around. <laughs> oh, or or a trip to Voxpro might be in order. Yeah, the workshop goes on tour. That's yeah, there you go. But uh, I, I I just love that that it's it's not about revenue but actually indirectly I, I guarantee you it's helped increase uh, productivity and everything else because when people feel good they, they, they will work harder oh they absolutely will yeah um, and that's why I suppose even bring it back to, to wellness and the culture it's you know if an employee feels they're in a happy positive environment I mean, that's going to improve productivity. Yeah. It's going to reduce absenteeism. It's going to lower attrition. You know, it's going to have better teamwork. It's going to have a better um, self-moral, you know, job satisfaction will improve. And this is what you want. You know, yeah, this, yeah. This, this yeah. is then the nature of your company. And is it is it hard to find uh, candidates and employees who fit that culture? Or do you find that most people can fit into what's going on at um, I suppose it is a particular culture, but I think most people can fit in. I mean, all, all of, like the, the basic of it is, you know, you have a positive, creative environment. You walk into the Voxpo, it's energetic, you know. You're given that space to, you know, to put your ideas forward, to be creative, 
live you know um, so I think once people have that aspect and it's, it's the environment that people want to work in that's mm. the most important thing it's like you need to understand the culture this is the environment where you see yourself fitting in um, you know it's we've got yeah. we've got so many different languages people from all over the world mm. working for for Voxpro and you know it's kind of like all these um, unique cultures all tied together and to create this environment yeah so what, what are some good ways of approaching companies like yourselves and and I should ask in case my employer is listening I'm not asking for myself I'm asking for the benefit it's of clearly any, looking for any, advice yeah. yeah any listeners out there but yeah just what, what advice would you give as far as someone trying to um, I suppose the main ad- advice if you're going um, seeking employment is you know do your homework you know understand as a person the kind of culture that fits you yes you obviously want the company to to you, you want to impress the company um, I suppose have your questions be prepared for the questions they'll ask you but also have your questions for the company because you know I think this day and age is a two way system like mm. you know you want to impress the company because it's the company you want to work for but make sure that this is the right fit for you at the end of the day you know it's your happiness as well you know you need to fit into a culture you need to fit into the workspace um, along with your skills and your talent that you want to grow within that space that's great we're, we're running out of time now so I guess just before we go I'd ask you both just what advice would you give to anyone looking for new employment in 2019 um, I, I actually think Carolyn's already hit the nail on the head with that one and it's it's the preparation and I know I mentioned it earlier as well it's you, you need to be prepared take some time and if you are looking for a new career sit down do your CV and then get it checked and then get it checked again because if you're not prepared then you know you're, you're going in with, with, with the wrong attitude straight away and what do you think, Carolyn? Advice for? Yeah, definitely agree. Um, biggest thing, just do your homework. Um, understand as a person what you're looking for. Um, understand the company you're applying for. Um, as I said earlier, you know, be prepared for the questions that they'll ask you, but also have your questions ready. And the biggest thing is, I would think anyway, is to be yourself. At the end of the day, the employer wants to employ you for who you are. So go in, be relaxed and just, just show who you are as a person. Well, that's it for our fourth episode of The Workshop brought to you by Jobs.ie. Thanks for joining us. Huge thanks to today's panellists, Ashling Mahan from Huckletree, Carolyn Feely from VoxPro, as well as Chris Pay, the general manager of Jobs.ie. Also want to give a big shout out to Shane Dempsey on sound and my producer, Emer O'Grady. I've been Carl Kinsella and you've been listening to The Workshop. You're listening to The Workshop, brought to you by jobs.ie.